Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We're excited to talk about some baseball and some softball with you lovely people. Um, but first, I need to bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. Lane, what's up, man? Hey, Chuck. How's it going, man? I'm good. Lane, did you did you hear that Team USA is going to the World uh, Baseball Finals, the championship game? Yeah, man. We're pretty awesome. Team USA, it's a fun team to watch. Not gonna lie, it, it, I enjoyed it. And I have been, uh, you know, I, I play on TikTok, just watching stupid little videos. And they've got that Trey Turner Grand Slam, and like they've got it to like the most patriotic music you could think of. And like I get fired. Up. I know what happens, but I get fired up every time that I see one of those little videos. That crowd was this. electric when oh he my hit God. that. That was fun, you know, man. Adam Wainwright, I think, was said, "This is the most fun I've had playing baseball ever." I know, I love it. It's, it's just it's fun. They're here in the U.S. doing this. It's awesome. Exactly, and we so, we just if found only out, somebody could ride with you to go see the game, huh? I know. I, I had looked up flights. I had tickets um, ready to be booked. I was ready. I had a free place to stay in Miami, but I couldn't find a single person to go watch it with me. Man, I was like. I couldn't Whatever. do it, man. Yeah, I couldn't I do get it. it. I get it. We just found out before we came on that Japan beat Mexico six to five. So it's going to be a Team USA versus Team Japan championship game. So that should be interesting. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Gonna have to watch it. Tomorrow Me too. Night. It's Monday night. Well, We're recording, people. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Feel <laughs> <laughs> so the need That's to say lame. that. Yeah. Um, before uh, we get our uh, bring in our guest, man, we kind of wanted to touch base and see how the blood drive went last week. It went good. Um, the stat we got back, I didn't hear like a total number of, you know, donations or Units, people or anything. Yeah. But they said the uh, they said the number we heard was there was enough blood donated to help a hundred patients. That's awesome, man. It was, it was really cool, man. It was cool to see, you know, some good people, good friends of ours showing up and we appreciate everybody who donated, man. It went good. So absolutely. And uh, do y'all plan on doing it again in the future or was that a one and done? We will. Yeah. We're going to do one more. I think we're going to use Vitalant this time. We used uh, Mississippi blood services last time. So we'll we'll get that information out. It's still, it's still a month away or so, but we'll get it out whenever it's, it's time to perfect, you know, boost that. I appreciate that, man. Mother-in-law's back at home. Right okay. Now, so just recovering there and yeah. we're doing what we can. So well, rock and roll. Well, we're still praying for for sure. I appreciate it, man. We had the kids' birthday parties last weekend. That was fun. My little man's turning five, little girl's turning one. So look, I uh I went over to Lane's house last night to uh do a fantasy baseball draft, and that is the most Mason has ever talked to me. Oh yeah, I think I finally, I think he's finally warming up to me. Yeah, he came out of his shell a little bit. He was, he was showing you all of his toys and stuff. He was having a good time. He was, uh, 
imitating John Cena's yes. you can't see me you can't at see you. Me. He was he was having a good time with you, man. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a good kid. Tonight my my family came over and uh my mom I actually told my wife I was gonna tell this story on the podcast tonight, so that's a perfect segue actually. Uh my family came over tonight and my mom cooked spaghetti. And there's a story with this, but before I get into that, I actually want to bring the guest in. Okay. Because the guest knows my wife, and this story involves my wife directly. So I'm going to bring in our guest first, and then I will commit, you know, finish up the story after that. So, Perfect. Uh, our guest tonight is. Uh, true Southern Miss fan, man. We reached out to really probably the best Southern Miss fan I know. And whenever he said no, I called Alden. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. We we brought in a huge diehard Southern Miss fan, guy who bleeds black and gold. Alden Bennett, welcome to the show, bud. Does that make me like the second biggest Southern Miss fan? Oh, no, man. man. No, man. You the be- You know you the man, Alden. So, and oh, listeners, yeah. uh, you may remember back uh, in 2019, Alden has been on this before with me and Blake. Um, See, yeah, I didn't so even realize a, that. Yeah, he's a, a tenured guest for sure. He was here before me. He was. So it, It's an honor to be back, boys. I appreciate it. I'll come through anytime. Alden was talking to me last week and said he'd like to come on, so it worked out pretty good. We moved quick, didn't we, Alden? That's right. So. I didn't know I'd get caught up to the big league right. after just one week. Yeah, there you <laughs> we, go. We got to get you before you change your mind. Yeah. So anyway, the spaghetti story, okay? So my wife and I, when we got married, she asked me what my favorite meal was, Okay. You know, common thing, common thing to talk about with your spouse or with your, you know, when we were dating or whatever. And it was probably back when we were dating, we had this conversation. I said multiple times, my mom's spaghetti was my favorite meal. Art M&M. And like, that was, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I get it. You know, I get why he said that. Uh, but I, I said multiple times, like I just raved about, yeah, my mom's spaghetti's the best thing i you know that's my favorite meal i pick it anytime she's cooking for me and so we get married and one night my wife cooks for me and we're newlyweds right so i come home and mary lois tells me hey i cooked dinner for you tonight and i get home and it's spaghetti Okay, so I sit down and i take a bite or two of the spaghetti and she's just kind of staring at me and then she said well is it as good as your mom's? Uh-huh. And, you know, one would think there's an easy answer here, right? And my answer was, well, no, mom, mom has, you know, I was like, it's the sauce. There's some secret thing with mom's sauce. I don't know what it is, but, uh, but yeah, I said, it's good. No, you did good. It's just, you know, there's something about mom's sauce. And that was the night, Chuck, that I found out. That my mom's spaghetti sauce that I went crazy over actually came out of a jar purchased in a grocery store <laughs> because my wife purchased the exact same jar of sauce and used it that night. Wow. You've been meatballed. <laughs> <laughs> was that the office? That's amazing. That was Stanley. <laughs> You've been hey, meatballed. 
Tate is upping his game. He is upping his game. So yeah, she uh she expressed to me, no, it's the exact same thing, and showed me the can and everything. I didn't believe it. My mom uh came clean and told me that was it, and um yeah, I learned a valuable lesson that night. So that's hilarious. there you have it. That's the spaghetti story. That's one of our favorites to tell. That reminds me of that uh that Friends episode where Phoebe is telling Monica that her grandmother made this secret chocolate chip cookie recipe. And turns out it was Nestle Toll House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure old Nancho, knowing my wife, y'all could see how that conversation went south in a hurry, right, Alden? Okay. Never mind now. Let's <laughs> 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 try to get you involved there, Alden. No, that's the answer that you got back whenever he, yeah, whenever he right. He, he, was, he was he was imitating ML. There you go. Yeah, it was just silence. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you couldn't see uh, him, but he was staring you down. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. You were giving me that look. I felt yeah. it. There was a disturbance in the force. <laughs> I felt it. So. <laughs> But anyway, all right. So, uh, Alden, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you on. Uh, we'd like to ask all of our guests a few questions, Alden, and we're going to fire them at you right here. The first one is, why are you an everyday eagle? Oh, man. So why am I an everyday eagle? I, I would say for a number of reasons, I would say from my birthright, right? So my dad, growing up in Hattiesburg, worked at Southern Miss. He was in the athletic department. He did ticket sales and merchandising and corporate sponsorships back before there were cell phones. So I grew up always around Southern Miss. It was sporting events. It was athletic events. It was uh, practices or going with dad at the office. Uh, We have some pictures of me and my brother and my my mom was Seymour before Seymour wore clothes. It was naked Seymour. <laughs> and so uh, to me, uh, Southern Miss was, was family, right? And so um, that's kind of the first reason. And then second reason is it sort of like was it was my education. It was my, my college experience. So becoming an Eagle was, was pretty much where I was going to go to school before I ever had a choice in college. But uh, But I was able to be blessed with some scholarship opportunities and um, growing up in town, it was the place I always wanted to go, and uh, it worked out to be able to go to college there, get an, uh, an undergraduate bachelor's as well as a master's, and then it, it turned into a career. And so I've been at the university now for almost nine years working in the Office of Admissions. Uh, I currently serve as our Associate Director of Recruitment in the Office of Admissions, and um, it's, a, it's a great place to work. It's uh, get to be a brand ambassador for the university. I get to help students choose college help them with their financial aid and their scholarships and um, ultimately getting registered for classes through orientation. And so it's, it's a really cool stage I get to be on every day, get to talk to families, students, helping them with campus tours and making those decisions of their college choice like I got to do, you know, some 10, 12 years ago now. But those are all reasons why, I, you know, consider myself an everyday eagle. And there's definitely bigger sports fans than me, but uh, anytime, anytime the uh, Golden Eagles are playing on, ESPN Plus or Out at the Pete or Reed Green, uh, I love being there. So, Alden is like the picture-perfect ambassador of the university. <laughs> if you've ever had a conversation with him, listeners, this guy loves our university, and that's awesome. So tell us, I'm going to get sidetracked a little bit here, but I want to hear the answer here. Tell us, how rewarding is it for you 
to go out and get to meet all these people you get to meet in the recruitment of high school kids. I've, I've seen you at high schools I've worked at before. You know, you pop in and hang out with me for a few minutes, usually while I'm teaching and stuff. But tell me about, you know, how, uh, how awesome is it to be able to, you know, get to meet all these people and, and do all this stuff you get to do? Yeah, I brought listeners. I brought Lane to Donut one time when he was teaching at Long Beach, and so he, he's forever grateful. But, but um, it, it's pretty. It's pretty much the best word to describe it is it's just a blessing because uh, I consider myself a people person and an extrovert, and being able to go out on the road or um, or in the office and recruit students is is just a blessing. You get to meet so many families. You get to see some families with difficult situations and, you know, assist them through financial need. You get to help students, you know, find joy in a scholarship and, and a program like the Lucky Day program or the Honors College. Um, you, you know, it's not just high school. It's community college. It's online students. It's lifelong learners. Um, it's alumni's children coming back to school and seeing their legacy be continued. Maybe their grandparents or their parents attended school. And so seeing that Golden Eagle uh, lifetime generation continue. It's just it's just rewarding, and it, it's so neat that the seeds you get to plant now, you get to see them kind of grow. You know, I might I might meet a student that's a sophomore in high school when I visited, you know, West Jones, you know, three years ago, and now they're becoming a senior and they're applying for things and and about to move in their dorm here over the summer and go through orientation, and so it's just really cool the kind of opportunities that I've been given. Uh, in the time that I've gotten to work at Southern Miss. Yeah, you kind of become part of their fam and part of this big moment for them. So that's cool. All right, and then the next question we'd like to ask everybody is, uh, what's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Man, that's a good one. I, I think probably my a non-sports-related moment actually was back in the fall of 2012 was during my senior year I had the opportunity to be named Mr. Southern Miss and it is quite humbling and so it's kind of a humble brag here but it's uh it was really neat to be able to be rewarded that and awarded that by my peers they ha- I had to be voted during homecoming and um that was some kind of really cool validation of some of the things I got to do as an undergrad student and then being voted on on that by my peers was pretty amazing and something I'll never forget um but athletically um, I don't have one specific moment, but in football, I've had the opportunity to see us play on the road at a number of stadiums. And so getting to go down to LSU and to Alabama and to Kentucky and to Mississippi State and to Auburn and, and many other schools, I just mentioned the SEC, of course, but um, seeing us play on the road and seeing how our team travels and seeing how the Alumni Association does um, Eagle Landing tailgates at these places has just been a joy to, to see now as a um, as an alumni kind of giving back and seeing our team go on the road and we have such a big uh, following um, around the country and around the south uh, for being just a small town Hattiesburg Mississippi University so to kind of see when we're put on the national stage is just really cool that's awesome good deal well Alden, we're excited you're here man we're gonna have a good show tonight yes Let's bring it. Excited. Well, I believe uh, we've had a knock at the door and the mailman is here. So, uh, Pate, are you there, man? Yeah, he's here. There all right. He is. Well, uh, do we have any mailbag questions tonight? We sure do. We've actually got a couple of okay. questions. These are my favorites, so- man. I love answering <laughs> mailbag questions. I know. Aren't they the they best? They are. They're, They're fun. Best. 
it's validation that people are listening and want to hear stuff. I love it. Hey, it's just nice to know that it's not just us and our That's mothers. Right. It's validation. Keep sending them, people. Please. Please. It's it's like our favorite part of the show, seriously. That's right. All right. So the first question we've got comes from Josh in Alabama, and he asked, what are some great activities and or clubs that my daughter can participate in on campus in Hattiesburg when she starts for school in the fall? I grew up as Southern Miss fan, but only attended the Long Beach campus, so we aren't too familiar with what's going on in Hattiesburg. My daughter is a follower of Jesus and loves being outdoors. Love the show. Thank you guys for all that you do. Well, well thank, yes, you, Josh. thank you, Josh. And I think you sent this question on a perfect night because I believe um, Mr. Bennett would be able to answer that better than I was any about to say. I think yeah. I think Alden should get the first stab yeah. at this question. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank by you. the way, Southern Miss to the top to Josh's right. daughter. Uh, how much time I got, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll keep it brief. But that's awesome, Josh, and um, congrats to your daughter for continuing Southern Miss legacy and seeing her become a Golden Eagle and. Uh, we'll, we'll welcome her with open arms here in Hattiesburg and on the university campus. But yeah, there's, there's a totally, uh, a bunch of number of things that I can think of for her to get plugged in. You know, we have amazing residence halls on campus, first of all, where students can live and, um, really kind of make that first year of college such a big deal, right? Like living on campus, being able to walk to class, being able to walk to your study halls and, and get involved on the campus is kind of what I'd say these guys and, and many others that I know, um, you know, made their college experience. And so it starts with living there. Um, it also can be, you know, getting active. And so it can be through our recreation center called the Payne Center on campus. It's an amazing facility with indoor and outdoor walking tracks, basketball courts, weight room, um, uh, pickleball courts, uh, you know. Um, and and Alden, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like when I was there, the Payne Center had like clubs like camping clubs and like they would go hiking at Red Bluff and things like that. Do they still do that kind of stuff at the Paint Center? Absolutely, yeah. The outdoor clubs go on whitewater rafting trips and um, and go to Red Bluff. And there, there's even like a rock wall um, inside the Paint Center, the Rec Center. And and then for on campus, there's also intramurals that they, that students can participate in. And even if they're not like uh, like played you know high school athletics or club soccer or anything like that there you can you can still do it for fun with students that live on your residence hall they even have uh we even we even have an esports gaming that's team now, right which is that's amazing huge. and we won a national championship in rainbow six for tom Clancy, national so. champs baby <laughs> so uh it, and there and there's competitive side of that but there's also uh, more of a casual gamer if students like to get involved with that um, I can think of a, another um, activities are through our, our honors programs. If there's any, you know, honors activities in the student's major, there's research students can get involved with from their first year on campus. And it doesn't have to be science type research. It can be in psychology. It can be in social work. It can be in business and marketing and sales. So there's a lot of ways to get involved with in your major. And then um, I heard her mention about a follower of Christ. And so there's some amazing uh, religious um, organizations on campus, whether it's our Baptist Student Union or Wesley Foundation or Catholic Student Association or even our non-denominational groups. Um, and so just great ways to um, get plugged in, uh, find your people, as we always like to say, you know, find your place and your purpose because college is such a defining four or five years of your life. And so uh, I really encourage her to uh, to reach out to myself or some of our admission staff to help her find that connection. 
Um, and at new student orientation happening over this summer, when she gets to come to that, she'll have a chance to be exposed to all of these things and more and, and really meet the people that can make a difference. Awesome. And that's and, uh, why he went first, baby. He's yes, the ringer. Yes. He is the bringer. <laughs> how do you how do you top that? I, I, I don't know. There, there's much to add to that. I do want to say, um, you know, specifically to that, you know, her being a believer. There are some great churches also right around campus. You know, uh, Lane and Alden go to Temple. They have a great college ministry. Um, Peyton and I go to Venture. They have a great college ministry. Um, look up Jordan Walker, and he'll get you connected. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of churches and they do a lot of things. So definitely check that out when you get here. I'll tell you, Josh, I, uh, whenever I was in college, so I didn't do, did either of you guys do like join, do Greek life stuff? Did y'all join a fraternity either for one like, of y'all? For like five minutes. Yeah. Alden, weren't I you did. in one? I, I did. I was in, uh, involved in a fraternity, Sigma Phi Epsilon or Sig Ep. And uh, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you hear the SEC, you have to be a part of a Greek, a Greek group or, you, or you're gonna, not going to be anything on campus or whatever that perception may be. But Southern Miss is not that. It's, it's, an, it's there to find social interaction and fun and, and connection and, and mentorship. But it's not one of those things you have to do. But, yeah, that's definitely an option too. Yeah, like I feel like uh... – I feel like Greek life sometimes gets a bad knock because you hear about the, you hear about the bad stuff, right? <laughs> Most of the time, you don't hear about a lot of the good. But like Mary Lois was, uh, she was in a sorority and they did a lot of like philanthropic things and all that. She was a Chi Omega and they did a bunch of that stuff. I have friends that were in other ones. Um, it's kind of what you make it, honestly, Josh. It it ends up being really what you make it. I didn't do the Greek life thing. That just wasn't. Honestly, I never was interested in that. Uh, plus, I, my time was pretty much occupied with football. But um, I can tell you, man, some of the most influential groups I was in and some of the groups that I grew the closest to in college, aside from like my football crew that I was around all the time, was I grew really close to the people at FCA. And back then, you didn't have to be an athlete. I mean, I was an equipment manager. I wasn't an athlete. Right, but I was able to go to Fellowship of Christian Athletes with you know some of the some of the other athletes and managers and all that on campus. I was able to go there and do that, and then I, I got really involved with BSU early on and was in there a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoyed the Baptist Student Union. And I think Wesley isn't that the these are de- denomination specific ones. Isn't Wesley the Methodist? Methodist, yes. And then CSA is Catholic, right? right. Isn't that the yeah. initials for it? So right. you know they got the de- denomination specific ones. I was, you know, I grew up Baptist, and I went to the BSU. And Chris Walters does some great things over there. She would absolutely love that place. I do. I can vouch for that because I was a member of that and saw it firsthand. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I would highly recommend that. And, you know, like Chuck said, there's some great college ministries out there. When I was in college, I actually went to Venture. That was the church I chose in college. I married a Templeite. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I moved because, of because you know, I married my wife and she was a Temple person. But um, definitely respect what Venture does at their church. Temple has a good one, too. Um you know, and, and there's some good pastors in, in Hattiesburg, too. 
you know, there's some really good, you got Jeff Clark adventure, Lincoln road campus, uh, Byron Malone at the hunt club campus will venture, uh, David Witten. We love him at temple. Um, it's really, and there's kind of a different vibe to each church too. So I would encourage her, uh, Josh, I would definitely encourage her to get involved with clubs and people that share similar interests, you know, um, that's going to help her a lot. Uh, you don't have to do a certain thing to make friends in college. I felt like I didn't miss out on making any extra friends by not doing stuff other people did. You don't have to do any, you know, just find a group of people that you feel like matches what you like and, and get to know them. And then as you go, you'll get to know more people. And, and she, she's in for a fun few years, man. Some of my best years that I can remember came from just being on campus at Southern Miss. Honestly, I loved it. I had a great time at, I lived on campus. I had great friends on campus right around me. Um, some of them shared a lot of common interest. And then I got to know a lot of people who had absolutely nothing in common with me. And we got along great. You know, it just, it's like, a friendly like place. Me and Lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a friendly place, man. Uh, there's so many things, outlets she can go to. I'd encourage you find what interests her the most. Get her involved there. An involved student usually makes better grades. Right, Alden? Isn't there a stat about that? That's right. And then um, another thing is that kind of uh, is is just the culture of the – I know this is an athletics podcast, so kind of bringing it back there is is the fact that we have many on-campus stadiums. We have freshman traditions. We have a great student body that gets to support our athletic teams. And there's T-shirt giveaways and there's free food. And so, like, having being able to, like, live on campus and walk over to the game or to the pep, pep rallies or to the tailgates – that just adds to the school spirit, and that's something that she'll really Friday love. night at the fountain was one of my favorite things, man. If she's into sports, I really enjoyed intramurals. Yeah. I'll mention it earlier. I had a blast in intramurals. If and he, he said she's in the outdoors, you don't have to be good. Oh, come on. Yeah, Lane, Lane's Twitter bio <laughs> Lane's Twitter bio actually says that he was an intramural um, fantasy football and flag football champion, go. right? There you go. <laughs> what? Hey, man, it's not, it's not bragging if it's true. You know what hey, I'm saying? It's not bragging. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got anything you want to add to this? Uh, I mean, I think y'all covered a good bit of it. Intramurals, I played a few times in there, believe it or not. Intramurals will show you just how out of shape you really are. Um, in my opinion, college ministries on campus, BSU was mentioned earlier, highly recommend that. And then you've also got, uh, also shout out to, uh, one of the newer campus ministries, Chi Alpha, Ryan Clark, who was just he's on the show recently. The show. So shout out shout to him. Out. Yeah. Well, well, who would have thought he's actually been on the show? Good job. Hit, my bo- hit up the, our uh, boy Ryan. For sure. Yeah. They're doing some good stuff. L- lot of options, Josh. Lot of options. Mm-hmm. And and Josh, That's feel right. free to message our page if you want to get connected um to Alden or to, you know, Venture Church or Temple. Just shoot us a message and say, Hey, can you point me in the right direction and tell your daughter that she has four big brothers here in Hattiesburg. Um, that she can lean on and, and call us if she needs us, okay? All right, Peyton, any other questions? All right, so we've actually got another listener question. This one actually comes from a friend of mine, my friend Michael Reed, oh, Michael. 
who Michael. asked M- Michael. That's right. Mike, 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 Mike. All right. So he asked, do you have any superstitions when it comes to baseball? And if so, what are they? I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. Yes, yes. I, I you know you know I'm my my <laughs> nephew makes fun of me because if we're winning, I have to go the same way to the ballpark. Like I have to turn like by canes, or you know, if we lose, then I'll go another way mm-hmm. until we start winning again, and then I'll have to go that way. And I know it has nothing to do with whether or not we win or lose. Um, and then pay, you know, we all sit together and at seventh inning stretch, I never sit down mm-hmm. until they throw the first pitch. So those are, those are right. two of mine mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with us winning or losing. They're just little quirks of mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Pay. what are yours? Yeah, I, I got us, man, I got a second what Chuck said. Uh, you know, we never sit down before that uh, first pitch after the seventh inning stretch. Got to wait for that. And then I always, I never enter Pete Taylor Park without my ranch sunflower seeds. Like, I never forget them. Even when we're not playing at home, I actually will keep a bag of the uh, sunflower seeds and we'll uh, go through those during the game. Like, if I'm watching on ESPN Plus or listening on the radio, I've always got them in my car. That's kind of my superstition. You know, I just, I just got to have them whenever, uh, um, whenever we're playing baseball, so. Um, what about you? Uh, can can we repeat the question again? <laughs> the question was, do you have any superstitions when it comes to baseball? And if so, what are they? I don't really have any. <laughs> I can't even make any good ones up. I don't. I don't have any. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, is my buddy, me and Lane's buddy Jason Collip, who uh, we go to church with. Actually, it's a big Arkansas Razorback fan, and he was listening to the March Madness when they were playing <laughs> against Kansas, and him and his wife were coming back from a, a wedding, and they were driving on the way back home, listening to the radio, and there was like two minutes left in the game. They pulled up to their house, and he could not change. They could not go inside to watch it on TV because he felt like he would influence the game. So he made his his family, including his little kids, listen to the rest of the game on the radio, which I just thought was a funny story. But no, no particular superstitions for me that uh, that I can mm. think of. Uh, I'll admit, guys, I'm an overly superstitious person, very much so. Um, when I played football, even like back whenever I was an athlete. I was overly superstitious and you wouldn't think football players would be that superstitious, but man, like I, I had to put on my entire, like, I guess mine is what, what I wear, I think is what mine is. Like it, looking back at it, even back whenever I played, it was all in like what I wore. And like when I played football, I had to put my, like I had to put my uniform on in the exact same order every single week. And then I took it off in the same order after we won, like, you know, after a win and stuff, I took it off in the same order. Like, I don't know. It was like left sock, right sock, left shoe, right shoe. Like I had a, I had a pattern to getting dressed when sounds crazy, but I did. And then as a fan, man, yeah, baseball games, it's like, what do I wear to the games? I'm superstitious with that. I'm superstitious about like, 
like I've gotten up and moved before middle of the <laughs> middle of the game. If we're not doing good, I have just, yeah, I'm a superstitious guy. I've literally been at home watching a game on TV and going and change clothes because we weren't doing good. So, um, I'm a little overboard on the superstitions. Big clothes guy. Yeah. It's all in what <laughs> I wear, I guess. I don't know, but clearly, you know, when, Lane, when it, is when it, it like, goes, when is it, it works, like certain colors, no, it's like actually, like I get an order to like I wear the same jersey every Friday, same jersey every Saturday, same jersey every Sunday. Like I wear the same stuff to all those games based off the night, like who, what day it is. This is true. I really do. Like I don't mix that up at all. Um, you know, I I mean, yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a really superstitious person. I don't know why. It just are you like. Are you like one of the big sticklers if we're having a whiteout or a, a gold oh out? Or you, like, well, you have to go Chuck's going to call out. me out because I missed one. <laughs> yes, I am. But like we were, we went to a basketball game this year and I missed the memo that was gold out and I wore white. Yes, yes, he did. But, Dang, yeah, that wasn't my best moment. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm superstitious about stuff like that. That's just, I don't know. I just am. And it dates all the way back to when I was playing. Like I said, like even when I was playing, you wouldn't think football would be superstitious, but man, it was. I had an order to putting on my uniform, and if I went out of order, we were for sure going to lose. So I had to do it right. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't think it has any bearing on the game, but it just feels right to do it the right way. <laughs> so there you have it. Something tells me that Dustin Dickerson's going to look up in the crowd and say, is Lane wearing his gold jersey today? Ah, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dustin Dickerson never has to worry about that, Alden, because I'm going to be on point with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the right uniform now. It is what it is. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that is all for the mail for this week. All right. Well, thank you there, Pate. Guys, are y'all ready to dive into some into some uh, Golden Eagle sports tonight? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's fire up the Holy Cow segment and get this show rolling. Holy cow! We're going to start with Chuck on this one. Chuck, what Golden Eagle made you say holy cow over the past week? Well, Elaine, I'm going to pick some low-hanging fruit, and I just think this kid keeps getting better and better every time he goes out there. Um, but I'm going to give it to Cross Sibley. Uh, is that how you say his last name? Sil- Sylvie? Sibley. Sibley. Sibley, right, yes. Um, dude just pitched his heart out Friday night. Um, I really and truly believe it's a possibility that if he's not in a starting rotation this year, he 100% will be next year um, if he continues to to shine like he is. But I, I thought he did great against a very tough Texas State team. There weren't a whole lot of bright spots um, this weekend, but that was one of them. Even on Saturday, our bullpen did, did very decent. So, um, you know, we lost by one run. Uh, so I've been I've been pleased with how the bullpen is is bouncing back. Yeah, I agree with that. It was uh it was a big moment too. Like they brought Cross in, 
Boy, I mean, the, the water wasn't, he wasn't in hot water, man. It was boiling when he came in, you know, and he, he just put the fire out and he, he got his second save of the season, um, through 3.1 innings, three strikeouts and, uh, two hits, no runs. So, um, good outing there for cross and he's, he's fun to watch guys. He's, I've enjoyed watching that kid and I'm, I look forward to seeing him and I agree, uh, Chuck, we, we have a tendency of taking good high leverage bullpen arms and converting them to starters. I could see that happening probably next season. And, and I, I'll jump in here if I can. Um, Cross, uh, it's funny. He was actually like a late recruit. I got to work with him a little bit in my job and admissions and we don't, we don't always recruit student athletes, but it just kind of happened to work out that Cross, there's an opportunity for him to come here and he redshirted his first year and he worked really hard saw WDAM did a story on him, how he kind of waited and coach Oz worked with him and worked with him and he just kept throwing him out there in inner squads and he kept performing. And, and now he's like the, the best go-to arm I would say in our pen. And, uh, it's really cool to see him, you know, doing so well and, um, it, it just continue to answer the bell every time he comes out there. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. He's good, man. Did you teach him how to throw the curveball on during the missions? Uh, no, we just helped him get in. That's all. There you go. <laughs> that thing, man, that thing will break from your shoulder to your knee. It's impressive. All right. Uh, Alden, what Golden Eagle made you say holy cow over the past week? Man, I'm going to go baseball again, and I'm going to go with Carson Paytow. And so he was my holy cow because, um, you know, he's he's had some struggles to open the season, and uh, he's been a real – a uh, strong performer for us in the last couple of years and to see him kind of get off to this slow start has been a little tough and I'm sure it's been tough on him and his mental and uh, baseball is a really tough, tough game. And, um, you know, to see how he's not come out so hot and, and had to sit the bench for a few games and sort of kind of watch the other guys then to come out and get the start Sunday and, and hit a bomb um, and then and follow that up with an RBI single um, in, his, in his next at bat going two for four on Sunday it was just good to see him get, you know, some confidence back. See him. He, he's one of our better hitters. He's a power hitter. He's middle, middle of the lineup hitter for us, uh, from the left side. And I'm, I'm just happy for him and hope he continues to do well. And, and we need him in that spot and we're going to need him, um, down the stretch run as we, you know, enter conference play and continue to do well. So he's my holy cow. How about that home run he hit, man? That thing was a nuke. <laughs> Tater. <laughs> I mean, it got all it got out of that ballpark in a hurry, hurry. Chuck, thoughts on Carson Pato? You know, I think uh, it's good to see his back coming around. I think that um, you know Barry benching him or giving him a, a little bit of uh, time off has has done some wonders for him. So uh, I'm glad to see that it's it's coming back around. And, and Alden's right. I mean, he. We are going to have to – I mean, this isn't being negative. This is just stating the obvious. We're going to have to um, start hitting better all the way, you know. Yeah, and, and we'll get to all that in just a minute yeah. and round up. But, yeah, it's – I agree with you. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll dive into that here in a few minutes, definitely, the rest of the team. But it was good to see Peyto come out there and get a little swag back. So – Guys, I'm going to jump sports here, and I'm going to jump to one we haven't covered yet, Chuck. It's going to be fun here. Ready? 
I'm going to track and field here for mine, and here's why. The Southern Miss track and field team, uh, we played at the South Alabama Invitational uh, March 17th through 18th, and we had six of our athletes hit personal best, which, guys, in a sport like track and field, we talked about powerlifting last week with Andy. Uh, he asked some questions about powerlifting. It's a sport – it's interesting. It's kind of like an individual sport, but it's also a team sport at the same time. Uh, personal best, that's a big deal, man. You're kind of competing with yourself while you're competing with everybody else. Um, six personal best, that's great. Five first place finishes, which is even better. And uh, a lot of other athletes came in the top 10 in their events. So all in all, guys, they did a great job. They're headed to uh, the Florida State Relays March 23rd through 24th. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be a good test for them there. Um, just some highlights here. Some of the key players from that, I, I kind of highlighting the entire team here, but I just want to highlight some of the ones who, who came in first in their event right quick. Uh, Dylan Evans came in first in the 400 meter. Uh, Jared Williams came in first and won 10 meter hurdles. Um, Omar Alston came in first in the 200 meter. That was the guys. The girls had, uh, I think, Kenia Seals came in first in the 100 meter. And uh, and so, yeah, that, that, that was um, and, and 100 meter hurdle. We had Sophia John. That was the other uh, first place finish. So those were your five first place finishers. I just wanted to highlight them. Great job, Golden Eagles. Good luck in Tallahassee. All right, so y'all ready to move on to next week, the can't wait segment? I can't wait to do that. All right, let's fire it up. Can't wait. Chuck, what about this week makes you say I can't wait? My I can't wait is without a doubt that it's a brand new week. That the last week is over. That the Lady Eagles dropping three, the guys dropping two, like all that is behind us. We're going to move on. We're going to play UNO. We're going to play Marshall. We're going to play Georgia Southern. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But it's a fresh week. It's a new beginning. So that's what I can't wait for. Good answer right there. Alden, what about this week makes you say I can't wait? Man, I'm going to shout out uh, something that Southern Miss Athletics and, and really the Southern Miss community is working on is our Eagle Fest. And so uh, if anybody is not aware, Eagle Fest is kind of like our spring homecoming at the university. And it's uh, a weekend of activities. Um, it's, it's all around um, athletics and events uh, or supporting the university. And so this weekend, Friday, we've got home baseball against Georgia Southern. Saturday, we have home baseball against Georgia Southern again, but we also have an admissions recruiting event where we have prospective students that are high school seniors that have been admitted to USM are coming to campus with their families. We've got um, over a thousand people registered for this event. It's called Going Gold Day. They'll get a chance to meet some of their other incoming students and um, uh, check out the residence halls and check on their financial aid, have a picnic outside and should be warm weather back in Hattiesburg this weekend, which will be awesome. You also have hub fest going on downtown with all the live music and the, um, the food and the entertainment and everything that's going on with, uh, with that downtown Hattiesburg. And then Sunday is, uh, uh the, 
the uh, final game against Georgia Southern uh, in baseball and then uh, spring family day. So um, just those activities going on with athletics is kind of something I'm looking forward to and uh, seeing our campus and with, with liveliness, with people, with excitement, uh, a buzz. It's going to be great this weekend. And uh, like I said, it should be great weather all weekend too. A good time in Hattiesburg. Absolutely. Good, good time on the way. Guys, I can't wait to see our softball team turn the page and play against another really, really stout softball team. I mean, we've got guys, we are kind of in the heart of the hardest part of our season. I feel like, you know, we played Lafayette. They were fantastic. They were really good guys. They were as good as advertised. Uh, we already kind of mentioned it. We'll cover it more here in a few minutes, but they, they got roughed up a little bit. Well, you get a chance now. You you can't sulk in it because you've got another really, really good team, and we've got to go on the road this week to play them. And Marshall, Marshall, just some notes here, Chuck. They are 22-3 and three overall and riding a 12-game win streak. So I can't wait for our Lady Eagles to go out there. It's a great opportunity. It's a big challenge, but it's a big opportunity here to uh, – to, to break that win streak there. So I can't wait to see if our Lady Eagles can break that Marshall win streak. All right, and then that leads us into the roundup here. So, Chuck, why don't you get us caught up in softball world? Well, Lane, you know, I wish I had better news to report, but um, the Lady Eagles struggled this weekend against a very, very good Raging Cajun softball team. Um, they dropped three. Uh, um, they played a doubleheader on Saturday due to weather. Um, they lost four to eight the first game. They got run ruled in the second game, twelve to one, and then lost again on Sunday, ten to two. Your only, I guess, you know, bright spots is uh, line stock pitched her hard out. Paige Kilgore pitched her heart out. Jenna Lee pitched her heart out. Um, so these ladies are fighting. Um, we are unfortunately on a on a five game losing streak. So you are correct. We are coming in to play a tough Marshall team. Um, I don't I don't think it's going to get any easier. But what do we always say? If you want to be the best, you got to play the best. So these girls are trial by fire and. Um, I think I, you know, I, I think that they they learned a lot. You know, we're fifteen and nine overall, um, twelve and six at home, three and three on the road, zero uh, and three for the conference right now. Um, but it's a, a lot of softball left to be played, you know. And um, Natalie Poole is going to have these girls ready to to do battle. And if you can go watch a game, uh, go watch a game. They're obviously at Marshall this weekend. Um, but definitely check them out. I mean, they're they're doing great. Chuck, if I can jump in here, I saw uh, I saw Louisiana is who we played. Uh, Louisiana right. Lafayette, as, as some know them, they won their seventy fourth consecutive yeah. conference yeah. series, which is the nation's longest active streak. Uh, saw from their Twitter account that dates back to 2013. So 10 years they have not lost a series. So we had a challenge in front of us. We knew what was on the table. 
but it, it's you got to go through these tougher stretches and play these great teams to kind of figure out who you are and and you see what the standard is you know in the Sun Belt is Louisiana and softball and now we've got to rise to get there kind of like you were saying so um, it was a tough one I just want to drop that stat in there and, and say that they are they are fighting hard and uh, and they do have that opportunity in front of them as Lane said up in uh, in West Virginia guys uh, Morgan Linestock and uh and company on the pitching staff, they have their hands full this week. Chuck, they have, in my opinion, if not the best, one of the best hitters in, in the Sun Belt uh, we're going to play against right now. And Autumn Owen, number zero. So if you keep up with this game, guys, number zero, when she's at the plate, there is a genuine threat there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our pitchers are having to pitch around there. Uh, just a couple numbers here. She's hit 13 home runs and she has a 521 batting average. Okay. 13 home runs. That's impressive. What's even more impressive is their team as a whole has 23 home runs. She has hit 13 of their team's 23 homers. The next leading home run person has four. So she is definitely just, she is unreal. Autumn Owen is. So, um, you know, we've got our work cut out for us, guys, when she's at the plate. And then they got two more girls hitting over 400. Alex Coleman, number four. And uh, it says Bub Faringa. So, Bub Faringa, she must be from Purvis, Chuck. Uh, she's batting 430. Um, so, they've had several girls batting over 400. Alex Coleman is 27 for 33 in steals this year. She is She runs a lot. So, um, they got the work cut out for them, guys. Our, our pitching staff does. It'll be interesting to see how well they can handle it. And, uh, the problem is Marshall's got two ringers at pitcher two, number 21 mm-hmm. and number five. They're really, really good. Number 21's their, their stud, Sydney Nestor, uh, 101 innings pitched and 126 strikeouts guys. And her ERA is Almost one. I mean, it's like 1.04. It's right there. So they are very impressive as a ball team. Probably the, they're probably ranked. I hadn't looked at the standings. They're either first or second in the Sun Belt right now with Louisiana. So they're really good. So that was the numbers there for you going into this weekend. So anything else you guys want to add to softball? I think both of y'all covered it pretty well. No, I, I, you know, keep in mind, uh, we have got Hannah Borden behind the plate. So let's just, uh, let's just throw that out there. So according to the standings, I just pulled them up. Um, I'm not real sure. Do you know why Marshall's only played one conference game? Was Were they rained out this I weekend? I don't know. I didn't see that. Okay. Marshall is one and zero in the conference, twenty two and three on the season with a twelve game winning streak. Mm. Um, Louisiana is three and zero. South Alabama is three and zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good guys. It's a tough team for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then that leaves me to catch us up in baseball world, right? So. Let's turn the page to some Golden Eagle baseball here. So last week, guys, we went two and two. I think we've dropped out of the top 25 rankings from what I've seen. The ones I saw today, we did. And, I mean, you lose a weekend series. You were 25th overall. It's not shocking. 
um, to drop out of that. Uh, we lost, uh, we beat Southeastern on, uh, we beat Southeastern on Tuesday night. Um, beat them by a score of eight to one. The offense was rocking and rolling that night. Um, pitching staff did a great job. And then we go to, uh, Sam Marcus to play Texas State, who is a good baseball team, guys. They won 47 games last year and, and, and didn't lose. We lost more than they did and they won 47 games last year. So they didn't really lose very much last season we lost a bunch of pitchers i think they lost like two so they they were a good team going in there um we win friday night four to two lose saturday two to three in a game that you just felt chuck you just felt like so many missed opportunities man we had runners at third with less than two outs multiple times and just couldn't cash in that big run and then we lost five to eight on Sunday. So, um, we've already pointed out Carson Pato's weekend, some other guys, you know, some other notable stuff. Etzel is still really good. <laughs> right, Chuck? Etzel's still very good. Did somebody, did somebody call that? I, I don't remember who called that. Etzel's still raking at the plate there. Dustin Dickerson, I think he had his weekend wasn't as flashy as it has been in the past. He, uh, but, he, you know, he's still producing well at the top of the lineup. And then, uh, some other guys here, Danny Lynch hit a homer, uh, Slade Wilkes homered. We already mentioned, uh, Tuna's homer. And then, uh, Blake Johnson hit one out. So, um, you know, guys, we actually hit more home runs. It's, I don't think Texas State left the yard at all last weekend. Just, yeah, they had one uh sad. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. But they just they just cashed that's in it. when they had runners in scoring position. We put too many on base by walking them, honestly. And uh We did. hundred percent. You know, I mean it's it's not a knock against our guys, it's just what but we saw. Let's talk about that for a second, Lane. A lot of people were asking me my thoughts on it. And so Alden, you know, I'll let you jump in if you want to here. Why do you think you know, even even Southern Miss has been hit by pitch or been walked a lot. Um, do you think that that has a lot to do with the pitch pitch clock now that they're they're rushed and they can't get set, and that's why they're throwing so much inside and hitting batters and things like that? What are what are y'all's thoughts? Man, I I did think when I watching the game Sunday, it looked like uh, Nico was affected a little bit. I think he even got called once um, for a, for a ball. And I feel like that is a, a change to some of the pitchers, but that's not the main concern to me. It's, it's the walks and it's the hit by uh, pitches. It's the, it's the self-inflicted wounds that we're doing to ourselves. We like that Sunday game was like, we put up the, the runs to win the game in my opinion, but with, with as many walks that you give a team like Texas state, you just leave too many, you know, you give them too many opportunities to catch their runs in and had, had, you know, there was another one where Maza or not Maza, but um, I think JB Middleton thought he was got the third strike on one of them. And then, you know, guy got, uh, guy stole second and then uh, gave up a, another double and gave up another cheap run that he thought he was out of the inning, you know, and it's like those little mental mistakes, those little small pieces of baseball games kind of make a big difference in the end. And, 
and you turn around and you lose only five to eight when when you probably don't need to give up that many runs. So I think we walked. Right. I think we walked thirteen guys on Sunday, which um, wow. my, my buddy Patrick McGee on Twitter uh, said that was the most that he could find since two thousand five, um, but couldn't find many stats pre- prior to that. So that's just not characteristic for a Coach Oz team, for a, a Southern Mm-mm. Miss pitching staff that's hung their hat since for the last five years has been one of the nation's best in ERA and in whip and in strikeouts for us to, to give free uh, bases away is just not us. And so I didn't say this in the can't um, wait segment, but something I can't wait to see is how we'll respond. You know, how will our pitchers um, with, with Georgia Southern coming in and, and going on the road Tuesday night midweek at New Orleans, how will we respond? How will those guys, when they're called upon, some of those um, guys that maybe haven't proven themselves out of the pen or even some of the starters, how will they you know, step up to the plate and step up to the challenge this weekend and right. be able to, to throw strikes, pound the zone with strikes, be competitive every time and give our hitters a chance to, uh, to get the lead early and, 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 and keep it. So um, it was just it was tough to see pitching this weekend a little bit because I know that our team's much better than that, but I mean, winning on the road is hard, and so getting one out of out of three is not terrible. You just feel like you probably could have gotten two out there in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's as much the pitch clock as it is. I thought Texas State was kind of crowding the plate a little bit when we were trying to go inside and just hit them. I mean, I just think our guys were just off, Chuck. I don't – Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I just think we had – just had some off moments, and uh, even yeah. with those miscues, guys, we lost two games by a combined total of what? How many runs? What, four runs? Four runs. Um, you four know, runs. we were in every game. Had a shot to even with some of those miscues, but we just didn't cash in when we had to. And I thought, I thought honestly, uh, Matt Adams, I thought he had a really gutsy outing. And uh, he did, and he did. You know, Nico, he just he just lost control one inning. He just lost it, and oh and yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, was that the yeah. third or fourth? And inning? then Tanner yeah. Hall looked at the scoreboard, and the scoreboard was wrong, and he didn't realize it. And yeah, I, that kind of spelled the end yeah. for him Friday night. It just kind of it's kind of fluky stuff. Um, and, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, and I, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit tonight too. We mentioned last week, you know, we we start thinking the sky is falling when we lose, and we, you know, we lost the series, and mm-hmm. it was hard. I I wasn't happy, you know, I, and I know a lot of Southern Miss fans were upset, and some of them took to social media with that and all. I I did not, but some of them did. Um, right. Look, it's kind of a two way street here, you know. On one end. Um, from a coach slash player standpoint for our coaches and players, you know, um, you have a fan base here who is immensely passionate about your sport Mm -hmm. and guys, I mean, I've coached places before Chuck where there wasn't a huge passion for winning, you know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't that. And then I've coached places where it was expected to win. You better win. You know, I've coached places like that too. You better right. we expect it. It's going to happen. And I will take the lofty expectations and fans being angry when we lose any day over complacency when we lose. You know, cause, I mean, because I'm upset. It shows me the fans yeah. care. And we do care. 
Uh, we do. Even the even the people who are throwing some irrational rants out there, they care. They just probably need to find a better way to uh, express that. But they, you know, it's so you know from a player coach's standpoint you've got to appreciate the fact that you have a passionate fan base that loves your team so much that it bothers us when we lose like that. On the other hand, from a fan base standpoint, look, I'm, I'm disappointed we lost, but I refuse to believe that this team is not as talented as I believe they were to start the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have confidence in Coach Oz. I have confidence in Coach Creel. I have confidence in Coach Barry. I refuse to believe that Scott Barry is not going to get this team right. You know, it's just taking a little while, right, Chuck? It just – sometimes it does that. So, And, and Lane, uh, another layer to that, to that fan base is that we're a little spoiled if, if I could even, even, even go there because – we're the only program. Uh, we have the longest nation's longest forty or more win streak in in the country with with six straight years yeah. of forty or more wins. And, and in that time, you've got regional appearances and host sites and super regionals. And so, for a, a mid major program to have this much success, we've been a little spoiled to thinking we're just going to run out there and win. And baseball is not that easy. It's a tough, tough game. And and pitchers are getting better. We're in a new conference. We went on the road for the first time, and so I think I think like you said, I, I there's no no doubt that I'm not giving up on this team. There's no doubt that people should there there should be no fear, no freaking out because you cut down a little bit of walks. You know, you get some a, a little bit different plate appearances, and you get some some games back at the Pete, and you, confidence builds in the guys. And all of a sudden, you turn around. You're 20 and seven instead of 12 and seven right here. You know, go pull off an eight win streak. So. It's just it's a mindset thing with our fan base, and I think if everybody would just take a little bit of a chill pill, we'd be all right. We've got a great program. We've got a bunch of crafty veteran hitters. I mean, you mentioned you know Lynch has been around forever, and and, and Dustin's been in the program for four years, and Wilkes is seeing the ball great, and you got these newcomers that are coming in like like Robertson and, and Etzel, and so if the, if the pitchers and, and keep in mind too, we lost what five guys to the draft. And two to the portal. We lost seven. Yeah, so that's replacing a lot of innings pitched, a lot of yep. veterans, and you're kind of relying on some new transfers or freshmen to get out there and throw in situations they never have in, in these very, very competitive yep. situations. And so the more that they get out there and the more opportunities they'll have in front of them, I think we'll be just fine down the stretch. It's a good thing that our fan base is this passionate. It's a good thing we expect to win. Like, I can think back in years, you know, Auburn, where we would line up to play Mississippi State or Ole Miss and be like, oh, gosh, how awesome would it be if we beat them? Now, crap, we lost to State, and we were furious. <laughs> like, we lost to Ole Miss, and we were like, this doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, you know, like, we we expect to beat these teams because that's that's what we've come to expect from our guys, and that's a good thing. You know, I had a guy tell me one time pressure is a privilege, and it is. You know, having pressure on you as a baseball program is a privilege because you earned it by being excellent. And so, you know, the sky is not falling, I repeat, <laughs> from last week. 
it's disappointing. I was disappointed. I was just as angry as any listener is right now. I was just as angry on Sunday. I was just as angry on Saturday. I can assure you I was, but I've had some time to think. And I've learned in my age, Chuck, that it's not always best to go to social media and start blasting other people whenever you are angry. (laughs) So take some time, compress it. Yeah, yeah, you got to think a little bit. Don't go poking bears when you don't have to. Just, you know, there you go. Just compress it. Think about it a little bit, guys. Scott Berry is still our head coach. And I trust Scott Berry. I think Scott Berry is the best in the business. He is our head coach. And I think our team is immensely talented. And I think it's going to turn around. I don't know if we host. And I know that's disappointing. We wanted to host and all. I don't know. I don't know if we get our resume up to the point where we host or not. I don't know. I hope we do. That would be awesome. But there is no doubt in my mind, we will write the ship before the season's over. And this team at the end of the season will look different than they do right now. You just got to kind of ride the wave and get there and let them get their experience and let Oz, Barry, and Creel do their magic on them. And we'll get this thing turned around. It's it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's right. That's that's right. And I know this is a week to week show, everybody. But as I look at the schedule in front of me, like there are some games we can win in front of us. You know, we've already beaten New Orleans once at home, and we play them on Tuesday. Georgia Southern coming in, they're ten and ten on the year, and definitely, you know, it's going to be a challenge because they, I believe, they hosted last year. Um, but but you know, some winnable games at home. We play Ole Miss the following Tuesday in Pearl weekend series at Troy, Southeastern at home, and then Old Dominion on the road. So there's opportunities in front of us to continue winning, to continue to get better, to continue to give guys that haven't pitched a lot some opportunities to see how do we work out our rotation and how do we work out our bullpen, the first one's out. But, yeah, I I agree with you, Lane. I think we're going to have a lot more W's in front of us, and and we'll have to see uh, how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. We. And me and Chuck talked about this over the weekend, guys. I think why we're so disappointed is we expected so much coming into this year, bringing back so many position players, right? But when you look at the record, we've only lost one more game at this point in our season than we did last year. We just had so many high expectations, and you want to see it get better. Coach Barry talked about that before the season started with us. You know he's sick that they're losing these games too. You know it's bothering him. He's trying to find answers. But, you know, uh, keep the faith, people. Keep the faith. It'll come around eventually. We are too talented, and our coaching staff is too good for it to not come around. So, um. Moving forward here, we play Georgia Southern this weekend. It is a home series. Well, we play New Orleans midweek, which Alden, apparently they locked us out from getting tickets. You brought up a good point before the show. They had somebody buy out all their tickets to give them a sellout, and Alden said, yeah, they're trying to lock our fans out. (laughs) Look, they even put on Twitter, uh, our, our, our Twitter account, Southern Miss Baseball, put out there and said, if you're planning to go to the game on Tuesday night, 
Um, there won't be any, you know, walk up tickets. There won't be any at all for sale. Somebody, a corporate sponsor, from what I understand, went in and bought all of the seats to to not to, so that they could have a true home field advantage. And so it will be streamed on ESPN Plus. So if you have that, um, it also John Cox will be on the Southern Miss Sports Network on the radio if you want to listen or watch. But uh, that'll be about the only way you can, unless uh, you can find a third party site or something that maybe do this Jones tickets. County style and back the trucks up and sell on the tailgate. Look over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then after that, and guys, we, we beat up on them pretty good earlier in the season. Uh, hopefully, we keep that trend going when we play them Tuesday night. Um, that score earlier in the season we played them was 12 to nothing. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we have a good night on Tuesday, and then we roll into the weekend. Big opponent coming into town, boys. Georgia Southern hosted a regional last year. They are ten and ten overall right now. Three and zero though. They swept uh, South Alabama over the weekend, uh, but they are ten and ten overall. Um, they have one, two, three, four guys hitting over three hundred. Uh, they have their top home run guy is Noah Ledford. He's a big time player for them. Uh, he's hitting two forty three. I'm sure they're a little disappointed in his average, but. He's got four home runs on the season. I've heard a lot about him. I think he's probably their best hitter overall, at least from a power standpoint. He's number 28. That's one to watch for. I think he's a draft prospect, too. Um, Yeah, they don't run a a whole bunch. They've had 20 steal attempts on the season. Not a ton, and they're 17 of 20 on that. Looking at their pitching staff here, guys, they have one guy, Ty Fisher. He's pretty good. He's got a 3-2-1 ERA. I imagine we'll see him early in the weekend. But, guys, when you look at their stats, it doesn't jump off the page. You know, uh, they, they've played a pretty decent schedule, I think. I think they played a pretty tough schedule. Let's see here. They had West Virginia, Georgia Tech, um, they had Eastern Tennessee State, looks like, so that wasn't the best matchup for them there. They played UCF. That's a tough matchup. And they've played Georgia, right? And so they, they've played some good games this year. Um, the 10-10 and 10 record, don't let that fool you. They've played some uh, they played some pretty good teams now uh, this season. So it's going to be a tough matchup, guys. I've actually been looking forward to this one. It's a big one. Get out there to the peak. This is a huge conference series uh-huh. here. There's no reason why this thing isn't packed out this weekend. I know some people are disappointed and stuff. There's no reason it's not packed out, guys. I've had this game circled since before the season started. I've had this weekend circled. It's a huge one. You need to be there, people. So that's all I got on baseball. Chuck, Alden, anything y'all want to add? Yeah, Alden, if, if if they can't get to the game, you know, tickets are sold out. Like, aren't y'all watching it at Spirit Park on Saturday? Didn't you talk about that? Man, Chuck, thank you so much for bringing that up because I, I totally wanted to say that. Um, thanks to some awesome benefactors and some um, university staff, the university is going to be live streaming on Saturday and Sunday in Spirit Park, the baseball game. And so if you don't get a chance to go to the game because of a ticket or whatever the situation may be, come on out, bring a lawn chair, bring a tent. Um, Spirit Park is the uh, area in between Century Park South and the Thad Cochran Center where football does um, game day tailgating. 
Um, they're going to have uh, some, some fun, some food, some people, and uh, one of the really big electronic boards provided by Gulf South Productions up there uh, to be awesome. able to live stream the game um, and, and, and watch it with some of your uh, fellow Southern Miss brethren. That sounds like a lot of fun, to be honest. It's where the stage no is. Doubt. So, uh, For those Saturdays of you who at, aren't Lewis and Clark and couldn't right. pick up on the southeast, whatever, it's where the stage <laughs> is on campus, close to the practice field. There you go, people. Look for the screen. Can't miss it, right, Alden? That's right. It, that's right. And Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at 1. So um, Awesome. Should be good. Well, I guess that's I guess that's it, huh? Anybody got any final thoughts, comments? No, nah, I'm good, man. Appreciate y'all having me on as always. Uh, uh, if you ever need somebody, call me up. And and also, if like Chuck said earlier, if anybody that's listening ha- is an alum or has children or uh, is, uh, knows somebody that's interested in coming to school, returning to school, graduate school, online, whatever, I'm happy to help. And uh, you can, like like Chuck said, you can just message the show, and I'll get you in. Uh, he'll get you in touch with me, and, and yes. we'll get you hooked up on a campus tour, an application. Um, and anything that you might need to start your Golden Eagle journey. Absolutely. We always need and, more uh, Golden Eagles out I there. I want to throw this out there too, Chuck. Listeners, keep sending in mailbag questions. They're fun. Listeners, yes. if you want to come on the show, hit us up. If you don't look, if you don't think that works, like the majority of our last few guests have come from people who commented on social media. And so literally like social media, send in stuff to the show. We read through that guys. And we actually get a list of people and say, you know, if you've mailed in and you haven't heard back yet, it doesn't mean we haven't seen your, your mail. It means you're on the list to call here in the next coming weeks. So just know guys, it's coming around. Hit us up, man. We want you to be active. Yes, for sure. Well, all right, guys, I guess we'll uh, call it a wrap. Thanks so much, Alden, for coming on. And thanks, Lane, for uh, blessing us with your mad statistic skills. And <laughs> thanks, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And uh, I guess we'll catch you all next time. And as always, Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.